Women Taking the Lead, Episode 140. What we appreciate, we preserve. What we value, we conserve. What we are taught, we understand. And when we understand, we can come together to protect the earth and its animals. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentl.com forward slash recognize to reserve your spot in our upcoming webinar on how to be recognized and rewarded for the work you do. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'm here with C.S. Wurzberger. She is the green-up girl on an important mission to inspire people to care for the earth and its animals. She does this by offering earth-friendly, adventure-packed activity packs for children, teens, and adults to safely explore the earth and its animals, hosting podcasts, and publishing a series of how-to green-up guides. She's also the founder and director of Zoo Academy, the teaching zoo that travels to you. C.S. loves guiding children, teens, and adults on fun virtual expeditions to meet exotic and endangered animals, hear their stories, connect with the organizations working to save them from extinction, and sharing simple ways people can join in to leave a greener, cleaner, healthier lifestyle. C.S., it's an honor to have you on Women Taking the Lead, and that's just a little overview for everyone. So tell us more about you and your own humble beginnings. I sure will. And thank you, Jody. I'm so excited to be here today. I have had such a crazy, amazing career over the last 25 plus years. And actually, considering I started my first gift shop when I was only 16, and I started horse giving horseback riding lessons and nature classes when I was only 12, I guess it makes that year seem even crazier. <laughs> but, but I've owned a country store. I've also owned an ice cream and pancake house. I've been director of a 150-acre, 300-animal petting zoo where I oversaw 40 employees. And then to most recently, over the last, let's see, 12 years, I owned a web development and internet marketing company. There I published five different books on marketing. Um, Actually, three of them are still available on Amazon. It's a wildly profitable marketing series. I've also taught at workshops and large trade shows all around the country. But the story I really wanted to share comes back to where I am now and this really exciting shift or pivot that's been happening in my career. And I just wanted to share with the listeners, because everyone always asks me, the green up girl, where in the world did that come from? And I just wanted to share quickly, I mean, I grew up in a small Vermont town. In fact, I'm sitting here right now looking out at the beautiful mountains here in southern Vermont. But here in Vermont, the first Saturday of May, we have what's called Green Up Day. And this is a day where people come out, they're walking up and down the roads and the rivers and the mountains, but everybody is picking up trash. And this has always been one of my favorite, favorite days of the year, ever since I was a little girl. Because when you think about it, seeing trash on the side of the roads, it's always been something that's bothered me, especially when I hear the stories or I see the pictures of the birds or the turtles, you know, trapped in those plastic soda rings. 
And then hearing about how garbage is, you know, out there polluting not only our earth, but our water supply, and then causing the number of endangered animals to rise. So I was the little girl that was always driving my mom absolutely crazy, because no matter where we went, I was the one stopping, picking up trash along the road. Um, in fact, the other night I had a blind date, although I don't, I'm not sure he's come, calling back again because we're walking down the road to go to the ice cream place. And of course, I'm picking up plastic along the way. And yeah. So anyhow, <laughs> you I, know how I got the name The Green Up Girl. <laughs> and you live the name The Green Up Girl. And that's just amazing, CS. You've had quite an amazing career. You've done a lot of different things. You've had a lot of accomplishments and you're so clear about your mission. And I know that gives you a lot of confidence, but take us back to a time when you were playing small. I always like to start here, right? It's the great equalizer. Like we've all had playing small moments. So, you know, and those, those times when we undervalue ourselves or we don't know what we're capable of. So share with us that story and the lessons you've learned. This question absolutely stumped me, I have to say. I've had so much fun preparing for today's interview, but the more I stopped and, and I kept pondering, and then I started asking some of my work associates, you know, well, what do you think is a small moment? I can't figure out what my small moment is till I had one of those lightning bolts of my small moment. I've actually been playing small my entire life. Now, I know that sounds really crazy when you look at the size of the businesses I've run or the income that I've generated in, in previous companies, but the fact is I realized I've been hiding and ignoring my true life's purpose. I mean, I've been blessed to know since I was seven years old, it was loud and clear that my mission was about inspiring people to care for the earth and its animals. But I've allowed my careers and I've allowed people around me to detour me. But the playing small moment, yeah, it's been going on my entire life. <laughs> Is there anything in particular, like any moment that you or or the realization of, oh, my gosh, I just undervalued myself and now I need to course correct anything like that in your story? Yeah, it actually was, let's see, I, I started to re realize that I wasn't on, or I should say consciously, I realized that I wasn't on the path that I was meant to be on. I was having so much fun in the web development and internet marketing world. I had so much fun at the petting zoo that I was managing for 10 years. But it really came down to a few years ago, I kind of had that life-changing moment where I had the chance to sit back and reevaluate where am I living, what am I doing, I miss being in Vermont, I'm going to leave the city and come back to the hills. And that was, well, what I said, that was like four years ago where I started recognizing my soul hurt. I didn't have enough animal time. I didn't have enough nature time. But I just kind of put a Band-Aid on it and just kept going back and forth between what I was doing in my career as clients would call. And then if I was in between a lull or I had a good break, it'd be like, all right, I'm going to go back. I'm going to work on animal programs. And then all of a sudden the cash flow would dip and be like, oh, my goodness, I'm crazy. What am I doing? This isn't where... I'm just not feeling comfortable. My stomach is getting so sick. So I'd go back 
to what everyone expected me to be doing and going back to what I was really, really good at. But again, you and I connected up, Jody, and we've been working together. I've been just so blessed to have you as a business coach. And it was again recently, and part of preparing for this podcast was the other light bulb moment that I went, wow, look at what I've done in my career, but what does my heart really want to do? And that was the point. So it's kind of been multiple moments throughout my life that then I would just either put a Band-Aid on or stuff down. And finally, I'm at that point in life where I said, nope, yes, I'm good at these other things. And I'll take this amazing marketing knowledge. But it's time to put it towards what I need to do meeting my life's mission. Yeah, you're not playing small anymore, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, CS. Now, take us to a time in your journey when you had a wake-up call. It could be a light bulb moment or a lightning bolt that hit you. I think that was the expression you use. Um, but Or it could have been a slow awakening where you had this realization. But there's always a moment where action is then taken. So share with us um, that moment and the steps you took that led to your success. So the light bulb moment that's bringing me to the core of where I'm meant to be has actually been multiple light bolt moments or lightning bolt moments over the last few months. Everything from my mom passing away less than a few months ago and just I, I was blessed to be with her a few hours before she passed and one of the things that she, actually she had said the day before she passed and she said, because she was in her mid, actually 77, still working full time, still running her gift shop, doing what she loved in, in her quilting and fabric shop. And it's at first I used to used to sound so cliche when someone would say, oh, yes, you know, when someone is passing or when they're on their deathbed, they ask the question, why didn't I spend more time with my family? Why did I spend so many hours at work? And it still chokes me up because I would hear people, you know, are reading those stories or friends would tell me that. But to sit in the hospital next to my mom, she's holding my hand. And that was one of the things that she asked is, why didn't I spend more time sewing in my sewing room? Why didn't I spend more time in my garden? Who's going to take care of my kitty cats? Who's going to feed my birds? And I know it, it still chokes me up. But between that light bulb moment and honestly, Jody, also with working with you over these last few months, you know, we have had so much going on. I mean, over the last few months, you and I have been working on this huge project. So let me give a little bit of backstory to that. Um, I had been searching online for new office space and I had come across this listing for an old animal theme park that was for sale. Now my heart just absolutely lit up bigger than it had ever lit up before. And I just felt so alive. And as you know, we were working together and I'm building my business plan and I'm putting together meetings with town officials and contractors and potential business partners and working on financing. And that moment, it reminded me how much 
knowledge I had, how many tools I had in my backpack, the skills, the passion I had for running this this mission-driven company. I was on the path to build my dream zoological park and conservation center. So between that and visiting the hospital and being with my mom and then working (laughs) with you, Jody, it was just all those different components that were a wake-up call that really got me to take notice and go, I'm not meant to be marketing companies. I'm not meant to be out here doing these other pieces. I am so meant to charge forward and live my life's mission. But like, as you know, you and I were working together and then we realized after getting through all of the components of this, you know, giant project, the numbers weren't going to work. There were too many repairs, the the amount of funding I needed to put together. We thought it was going to be in that half million range, and it turned out to be almost one, you know, one and a quarter million dollars that were needed to launch this project. So it was a wake-up call, but it was also, a, oh, I've got to now, how do I take all this information and charge forward, keeping my heart and soul open and doing what I'm meant to do? Yeah, I mean, I remember that time period because it was disappointing that it didn't work out. And, you know, I think one and a quarter million dollars was a little conservative on what (laughs) we had projected it would end up costing you. And it was just, you know, way beyond, you know, what you were comfortable getting into. And, you know, I would have never recommended it. But what that experience really allowed for you was it did bring you back to your mission. Right. And and I remember the before and after, like our conversations before, you were a little hesitant, right? You you wanted to get back on track, but you were a little hesitant. But when this came about and you lit up and you were on fire, you were doing things that like the month before, if I had asked you to do it, you would have balked at it. <laughs> right. And you know, that really for me solidified a growing theory I have that when you're on mission. When you're mission driven, confidence is not even a question. Like you don't even think about whether or not you're confident enough to do it because you just do it, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're so connected with your mission and you know what needs to be done. You just do it. You don't think about it. And that was such an amazing experience for me to be a part of that journey with you as well. And it definitely was a wake up call. And even though you're not going to open up the zoological park, like you have still transformed that mission into Zoo Academy and some of the other projects that you have going on. So that was really exciting. And this is a great segue because, you know, you come from an industry that I don't think anyone else on the show has even dabbled in, right? <laughs> you know, that green living, taking care of the animals sort of thing. But, you know, leadership transcends across industries. And, you know, I'm always curious to find out what the my guest's leadership style is. So CS, how would you describe your leadership style? Oh, I am one of those that is a let's get it done leader, set our (laughs) vision, determine the mission, really look at what are our objectives and our goals, set the timeline. I am all about 
well, all about accomplishment, all about making it happen. And so many of my customers found the same thing when we were building their marketing roadmaps. We would just have so much fun because they would tell me wh what the ultimate goal is. What did they want from their lifetime? And it was so much fun to line up those strategies and just put that timeline in place and make it happen. And I had forgotten about doing that for myself. So it was so exciting to reignite all of these tools and knowledge into making it happen. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a let's get it done leader. I love leading the team. Yeah, when people first start working with me, there's a, um, a there's an expression I use called the, the cobbler's children syndrome, <laughs> <laughs> right? That service or product we provide for other people, we're oftentimes not applying to ourselves. We're not giving it back to ourselves and taking care of our own business. And so it's always fun to say like, okay, you do all these things for other people. Now take a break from that and do it for yourself. Uh, so that that was tons and tons of fun. And CS, you know, given everything you have going on, what is the biggest leadership or business challenge that you're faced with right now? Well, at, at first, if you had asked me this last week, the biggest challenge was the fact that I love working with a team. And right now it's just me. So it's relining up all these strategies and getting everything in place. But the other piece to all of this is I've made the decision to just jump in with both feet and truly, truly make both Zoocademy, which you'll hear about, and then, of course, these really cool um, earth-friendly adventure-packed, the, these kits that I'm putting together for the kids. So the challenge is... I have so much passion, so much drive, so much energy that I'm not sleeping at night because I'm waking up. I've got my iPhone and my Evernote you know, app is right there on the phone and just documenting all this. So I really need to work on finding the balance between leaping in because I'm so excited to make up for lost time putting all this together but then also having the balance so I'm doing my meditation, so I'm taking care of myself, so I'm at the gym regularly. Because we all know you need that balance in order to keep yourself healthy so you can then do and accomplish everything that you need. Yeah, it's so easy when we're charged up and excited to just go at it full force. But if we're not taking care of ourselves, we can't sustain it. Mm -hmm. it it will die. You know, if you're not getting enough sleep, your body will revolt mm -hmm. again against you. And then that will leave you sick or low energy and not getting anywhere. So that definitely is a challenge and we can work on that. So, <laughs> And now on the flip side of things, what is one thing you're working on right now that you're really excited about? Well, again, it's twofold. Um, one of the pieces is Zoo Academy. I'm building this teaching zoo that actually travels to you. Uh, it's going to offer these fun, engaging, conservation-based zoology programs. So I'm already starting to book schools and daycare centers and libraries. And already this afternoon, I was on the phone because it's really important to me that I do this completely, I don't want to say above board, but... There are a lot of folks that do educational programs online or they have a small petting zoo or they're traveling to birthday parties and festivals, but they're not USDA licensed. They're not licensed within their own community. 
And it's really important to me. I was just on the call with um, our fish and game warden here in the state of Vermont because I'm going to have animals that are going to need to be licensed in the state. So that's a big piece right now is not only the development of the company, but getting the animals in, the marketing. I mean, it really is the entire business development piece along with then building the nonprofit components and getting all of that in place. And then the second one is the Our Wild Green World, because in parallel, I'm putting together these really amazing activities that kids can either do from their own homes where they can be downloading them, or I can be mailing them this activity pack, which gives them all the supplies that they want. Because again, I know you've already heard it, but the driving force is how do I get more kids and more adults and more teens really excited so they're caring more about the animals, so they're caring more about the earth. If I could get everyone who's listening or the kids of everyone who's listening to pick up every piece of trash or every piece of plastic that they see when they're walking to the park or they're walking to the library or they're simply in a parking lot, I mean, have you ever gone to some of the department stores and I'm just blown away with how much trash is sitting in the parking lot and how many people walk past it and don't even pick it up? It's crazy. Yeah, that's a mission. And I'm all (laughs) for it. (laughs) It is a big mission. And we will do it, right? One step at a time. Well, and actually, Jody, if I can interrupt for one second, it's also one generation at a time. Because I've got twin grandsons. The boys are seven years old. And last week, I went into their school and I had done a program with, with Abby, our African gray parrot. And the kids are all asking questions. And it came down to the teacher saying, all right, two more questions. And then that's it. You know, we've got to get, you know, onto their next project. So we came down to the last question. And one of my grandsons landed. I mean, he's just jumping up and down. Oma, Oma, you've got to call on me. And I was like, Landon, you know, these other kids, let me ask one of their questions. I see, we see each other all the time. And he's like, no, Oma, this question is so important. You've got to call on me. Okay, Landon, what would you like to ask? And he's like, we've got to tell all the kids about how important it is to pick up these plastic soda rings. Or if you see, you know, the tops to plastic bottles, you've got to pick those up. And he's describing how this is hurting animals and all that. And then at the end of the program, the boys are walking me, you know, out to the door and Landon, you know, taps me on my hand and he goes, see, Oma, didn't I tell you that was the most important question ever? And yes, I'm proud because they're my grandsons. But you know what? If we can just, if I can, if I can get just one child at a time and all this starts rippling out, we're going to have such a healthy world for our future generations. And that's what drives me, is what can we be doing to get everyone more excited? Yeah, you might get a few germs on your hands because you're picking up some trash, but you know what? You can wash your hands, you can wash the germs off. That bird that is now trapped in the plastic ring, there's nothing he or she can do. So yeah, so now you all know how I drove my mom crazy. That's a very moving story. That's amazing. And so sweet. It's great to see the impact that you're having and that your grandsons are as excited 
about it as you are. Um, that, that really says something about the legacy that you're leaving behind. All right, CS, now I'm going to do a quick leadership roundup. So tell us, what is one practice you have that helps to make you a better leader? Keeping myself on track is the newest big one. The one before that, or I guess consistently along that, is I'm all about meditations. There have to be times that we just close our eyes and dream about where we really want to be or what we want our days to look like. So again, self-care, meditation, and then always keeping up with reading and being engaged with what's happening out there in the professional community. Mm -hmm. And I just released a bonus episode recently on, um, cause sometimes I struggle with visualizing the future. And so I created, um, a guide that will take, and I talk you through, um, visualizing the future. So that's really important. So that's an episode people can, you know, play when they're trying to, you know, start thinking about where they want to be, you know, and, and what the future holds. I think sometimes we have vague notions of what we want to do, but actually visualizing what life could look like, what it will feel like that takes a little more effort. So I, I really appreciate you saying that CS. And what is one book that you would recommend to a woman to help her develop her leadership? My absolute favorite book, it's not leadership specific, but it's um, Jack Canfield's book, The Success Principles. Now he's just released, I guess last year he released the 10 year anniversary issue. That's the one I would highly recommend picking up because the book is about how to get you from where you are to where you want to be. And in fact, I'm reading through it a third time now, and I have it in the audiobook version. Because just like having a business coach, or just like having Jody as a business coach, there's plenty of butt kicking in there to really hone you in and get you on track. But I love the way that Jack Canfield also does it, where he just has that way of just kind of shaking you gently by your shoulders and you go, Oh, yeah, I've just kind of gotten into the groove of following along, but it just helps to really keep you focused and on track. That's excellent. I could use some butt kicking lately, too. So I'll, <laughs> I'll take you up on that. And CS, what advice would you give your younger self? Oh, yeah, this is so important. Stay focused. Trust myself. Don't let anything or anyone derail me because I am so blessed to know my life's mission, but it really is about charging forward and making it happen. Amen. And now share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you. Oh, this has now become my favorite, favorite quote. Um, I have a few quotes that, that are favorites from Jane Goodall, from Jack Hanna, from many of the folks that are in the animal and, and in the green industry. And I was sitting, I, I live in a little cabin, 12 by 16 feet, off the grid, no power, no running water, love my lifestyle. It is far easier than anyone realizes how easy it is. And yes, sidebar, I'm at the gym every morning. I do shower every day. That's the first <laughs> question everybody asks me. But I was sitting looking out my window one day and I was writing a new blog post and getting ready for a podcast episode. And I had pulled up one of Jane Goodall's quotes, and I'm just kind of sitting there and I'm going, 
man, I really want my own inspirational quote. I want something that just might outlive me. And of course, you put something on the internet and we know it's going to last forever. So anyhow, as I'm sitting there watching the squirrels playing and all that, this quote just kind of came to me. So I'm actually going to share one of my own. What we appreciate, we preserve. What we value, we conserve. What we are taught, we understand. And when we understand, we can come together to protect the earth and its animals. I love that quote. And I know you have it right at the top of your website. So anyone who, you know, wanted to catch that, you can always like go back 30 seconds and listen to it again. And if you want to capture it, it's right at the top of her website. All right, CS, lastly, what is the best way for this community to connect with you? The best is to head right over to my website, thegreenupgirl.com. Plus, you can find me on Facebook and on LinkedIn, but all the other links to Zoo Academy, to um, Our Wild Green World, anything that we talked about today in regards to getting involved in cleaning up your own world or meeting some of these cool, rare and endangered animals we've got in the world, just head over to thegreenupgirl.com. Awesome. And you can find all of the links and resources shared in this episode at womentakingthelead.com. Everything CS suggested will be in the blog post that accompanies this episode because I know you guys are often on the run or in the car and on the go because you are busy women. So you can find it all there. And CS, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you. Mm, you're welcome. It was an honor to be here. Thank you, Jody. Thank you for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. Are you ready to take the lead in your own life? Head over to womentl.com forward slash recognized to reserve your spot in my upcoming webinar on how to be recognized and rewarded for the work that you do. And to strengthen you on your leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine, as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining with me, and here's to your success.